on the outside looking, and he wanted it. Welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bibbins, along with your host, Reese Williams, live from Las Vegas. How, how's the weather out there, brother? Oh, the weather is amazing. I got on my gray sweatshorts. I'm ready to, uh, you know, grab some grab some thotties and maybe some cougars along the way. Uh, nice view, clear skies. Uh, hotel is right across from Allegiant Stadium, where the Las Vegas Raiders play. Really, mm. nice view. Uh, really beautiful stadium. Uh, wish I could say the same about my home team stadium, but you know, whatever. Uh, wow, yeah. wow. I'm sorry, I forgot you were. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sorry. Uh, yeah, it's nice, man. I'm enjoying myself so far. Looking forward to getting to some shenanigans today, but work don't stop. The grind don't stop. We had to get this Mavs part out. We do appreciate your dedication to the cause. Uh, let's let's try not to hold you up too long here on this podcast. So. Right, right. Uh, let's get straight into these recaps. You know, we try not to take it too too long with these, but first game of the Key week. word, we try. <laughs> I mean, it was a weird week, so I feel like we're going to have to talk about some stuff. Right. Uh, first game of the week was the game against the Utah Jazz. They whooped our asses without Donovan Mitchell, but we were also dealing with some COVID stuff, so uh, it wasn't really a good way to gauge either team. Uh, but this game, no KP, and we... I want to say stomp the Jazz, but they did end up making it an eight-point game by the end. What they were your did. thoughts on that game? Uh, it was kind of shocking in the moment. In the moment, I was just, like, turned up and excited because uh, we're missing our number two player. Right. And we're beating the number one team ranked in the league right now. Yeah. But then after, I, you know, you had time to sit and think about the things that happened, you realize this game was an anomaly. And, you know, I'm glad they pulled out the victory because I've seen chances where, you know, hey, this team is playing bad. Y'all have a chance to win, and they don't do it. Right. So I'm very grateful we pulled out the win. But, you know, looking back on it, the Jazz kind of beat themselves more so than the Mavericks beat the Jazz. And I hate to I hate to put, bring up something negative in such a positive win, but <laughs> i got to keep it real. Sorry. Hello? Yeah, you good? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear me? No, you said I got to keep it real, and then you said sorry. So I thought you had got Zoom service or something. I didn't know what was happening. No, I was saying I got to keep it real. Sorry. Like, I didn't want to be negative. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I thought you had something to add to it. No, no, All no, right. no. All right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. Um, You know, Luca did Luca things 31, 9, and 8. Like, that's pretty much close to his averages, right? Uh, Maxi Kleba did absolutely nothing offensively. Nicola Melli, uh, also a goose egg. Uh, but Richardson has 17 points, which is we'll, we'll get d- deeper into that in a minute. But five for five from three for him. Uh, Finney Smith didn't shoot ridiculously well, but because they were leaving him wide open, he just got that many attempts. He shot 12 threes in that game. Uh, he hit five of them, which is about 40%. Uh, they basically just didn't guard him, and he scored 20, 23 points by not being guarded, which I, I'm not about to praise somebody for scoring 23 points when nobody's guarding you. Like all, you. all you have to say is they weren't guarding him for a reason. Yeah, like they left him wide open. They said, we're going to let him beat us. And, I mean, he did, but, um, again, people were going way or out of – overboard with their reactions to his performance which again he shot average 
shot 47 percent from the field 41 percent from three like that that those are average-ish type numbers the, the three-point percentage maybe is one made shot above average but again nobody was guarding him like what i don't never mind he's an nba player like y'all gotta raise y'all standards uh but again richardson five for five brunson had 20 off the bench hardaway 16 off the bench like these things all of this together combined with donovan mitchell shooting let me let me get the actual numbers six for 23 from the field oh for eight from three royce o'neill was also oh for eight from three jordan clarkson was two for nine from three like that's that's not normal so one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league right right so like I, I I couldn't look at that game and feel like oh man we really shut them down no this was just a bad game from the Jazz I appreciate that we capitalized on it and got the W to get ourselves closer to getting out of that playing game but there was not a lot to take away from that game as far as like this is repeatable you know what I mean right I agree so and it's like games like this is why a lot of Mavs fans who just go off numbers and not actually watching think that the Mavs have a currently top defense when we really don't. I, I don't even know how to respond to that. Like, here's what I'll say about the defense. There's been a lot of games where I just knew that the other team's big man was going to destroy us, and they haven't. Now, I can't figure out why that's not happening because we don't have any type of interior defenders. Um, Maxie's good on the weak side, but, like, he gets bodied most of the times by bigger bigger guys. Um this is going to be put to the test this week, actually, against Embiid. We didn't have to face him previously. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm really going to be watching that game hard to see what happens with Embiid because, like I said, I, for whatever reason, I expect big guys to go off against us and they don't. Um, and maybe it is just our play style. We shoot so many threes that we make it hard for the other team to settle in and run in their normal offense. I, I don't know. Um, I can't – I want to say I can't wait to find out, but I'm nervous. <laughs> so we may not have to find out um but let's move forward to the complete op- <clears throat> opposite game and uh let me also let me just add this real quick i forgot against the jazz the Mavs shot 47 percent for three as a team the jazz shot 27 percent. 47 percent is ridiculous 14 to make almost half your threes when that's pretty much all we do is shoot threes. So yeah, it's not a surprise that we beat the Jazz shooting that ridiculously. Exactly. Uh, we did only shoot eight free throws, but again, we were just launching threes. So how would you expect us to get free throws? Which is another anomaly because we're not. Never mind. <laughs> let's let's move forward. I think we spent about six minutes on that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to watch the time, so let's do that. So then we played the Rockets. <sighs> KP came back. And John Wall decided to play at the last minute, if I'm not mistaken. KP uh, came back, but Luca didn't. <laughs> well, let's get into it. What were your thoughts on that game? Uh, this 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 was a terrible showing by the Mavericks. Uh, shout out to KP who uh, came back and showed up. Uh, shout out to Tim Hardaway who seems to always show up in games like this. And shout out to Jalen who you know contributed a bit. But other than that. I mean, yeah, you look at the box score and you say, oh, Luca had 23 and and I think six and – I mean, was it six or five? I don't know. And nine rebounds. Yeah, 23, nine with five assists. Right. But if you watch the game, he played like shit. 
and he knows he played like shit. You know, Luca doesn't necessarily make excuses for himself. He knows he played terribly. But that kind of, I wouldn't say it lost us the game, but it sure didn't help. There's no reason we should, there's no reason we should be losing, let alone in a close game with the Houston Rockets. I'm not, sorry. Not I understand all excuse. I understand trap games and all of that, but this is not, no. We're not going to give the Mavs an excuse by saying, oh, this was a trap game. They came off of the Jazz win. And no, you play every single team like they're the number one seed. Yep. Every single team. Give effort like they're the number one seed. There's no excuse for this loss whatsoever. That's why I said that Jazz lo- that jazz win was an anomaly. Right. J- Josh Richardson, bro, what? You scored a point, bro. 0 for 9. You scored a point. And you scored on that free. And you missed the other free throw. Right. Bro, I just uh, opt into your contract, cuz. <laughs> so, uh, in this game, like I said, KP was in. Maxi was out this time. Um, and these averages, when you look at the box score, like you said, everybody looks like they did pretty much what they do besides Luca. You look at the numbers and they don't look horrible, 23, 9, and 5. But when you look at his shooting, 9 for 26. Exactly. 1 for 9 from 3. There was no reason for him to be doing all that. Yes. <clears throat> With this team, we live and die by the 3 when we're not. The players on our team aren't known for shooting. Why is Josh Richardson shooting six threes and but has an overall of nine field goal attempts? 0 for 6 from 3 for, for Richardson. When we've seen him play well, what has he done? Got inside. So why force him to be a spot-up shooter when that's clearly not what he is? Granted, I'm not giving him an excuse either. He hasn't played very well this season at all. But they also haven't put him in the best position to do so. Nope. And if I'm him, I don't necessarily want to be here. But like we've already pointed out, the free agency landscape is kind of bleak. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the teams that are going to have money are not better than the Mavs for the most part. Um, so it's like, if you opt out, where are you going? Maybe he just wants the money. He doesn't really care about winning, but who's really going to pay him? That's, that's, that's true. And I, I don't know. Uh, his agent will have to figure that out, but I don't know. Man. It, 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 if he's back, I don't want to see him start. I don't either if our offense is going to remain the same. Come off the bench. Maybe he needs to come off the bench. Right. Like, we we need to change some things. So let me pull up. I'm going to pull it up real quick. So besides that, Luca was doing a lot of trying too fucking hard. Um, he gets in these situations where he thinks he should have gotten some foul calls that he didn't get. And then he takes it personal and just forgets Forget playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. Now he's just out here to prove a point that the refs don't like. Right. He's driving, getting contact, and throwing the ball up and not getting calls and just, like, staring at people. It's like, bro, just pass to somebody else. They, they were defending you well. Kevin Porter Jr. is not tiny. He, he has length. He has speed. He was giving you problems. John Wall was coming over to help and giving you problems. Christian Wood is tall and long and lanky and can bother your shot, like, adjust kp was was hooping feed kp play through kp and people are 
people were were mad at KP for talking about not getting any looks in the fourth quarter. He had 23 through three quarters. He has the right to complain about not getting any shots in the fourth quarter. He does not set himself up. He can't handle the ball. He can't bring it up and get himself a good look. So, yes, he should complain when you have 23 points, your team has no flow on offense or no rhythm, and he feel like he was getting buckets in the early game because he was. The whole point of when I when KP came in and I was saying we need to work on getting him some post-ups, that wasn't just me being a dumbass Shaq type person. This is long-term strategy. This is long-term thinking in basketball. When the game is ugly and tight, teams need to be able to get an easy bucket. How do you manufacture buckets? You put your seven foot three dude on the block and give him the ball. It was working in the first half. Why, why could we not do it in the second half? Again, we had no rhythm, no flow to the offense. It's an ugly game. You go get an easy bucket however you can get it. You don't continue launching threes with your nine three-point shoot. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say because Rick Carlisle. Man, look. <laughs> Sam, man. People got to stop avoiding the conversation, bro. Like, it's one of two things. They are either coming out and running this bad offense late in the game like they don't know what they're doing because of A, their coach is telling them to, right. or B, their coach is not telling them to. <laughs> Both are bad. Right. It, it, it felt like another one of those they seduced us in the shooting threes situations. They made us play the game they wanted us to play. And that's the superior team that's embarrassing. That's why I said it's no excuse for this loss. John Wall had a similar night as what Dorian Finney-Smith did the prior night because we didn't guard him, and he turned that into 31 points. Uh, Christian Wood did what Christian Wood does, 22 and 10. But Kelly Olenek had 18 rebounds. That's, oh, my God. 18. Jesus Christ. Kelly Olenek. He, that's not even his game. But it ain't ours either. No, it's definitely not. That's why it happened. And so people were wanting to blame KP for that completely. And while I'll admit a lot of his effort on the glass <clears throat> was not what I would like it to be, but a lot of that was because we were in a zone. And anybody that watches basketball should know that when you're in a zone, rebounding is difficult because you're not matched up on a man. It's not as easy to find somebody to put a body on. And there's a lot of holes where the ball is likely to bounce to. So when the team is shooting outside shots and KP's under the rim, the rebounds are mostly going to be long. That's not on him. Absolutely. So but Kelly Olenek, you know that. Yeah, Kelly Olenek had two offensive rebounds. So, again, the, the whole dominating glass thing was not – completely on KP like people seem to be trying to make it. I, I don't understand. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the way KP stepped up this game, it will be unfair to place unnecessary blame on him. It's crazy. And then people, oh, he was minus 19. That's just the timing of when people were on the court. Exactly. <laughs> that wasn't... I hate the plus minus stat, bro. Honestly. Right. Like, now there were a couple plays where he was sagging off of Christian Wood and Wood got some shots up. 
But if KP had actually gotten some looks in the second half, he would have destroyed Christian Wood. Absolutely. Like they had similar lines, <laughs> despite KP not getting any touches in pretty much the entire second half, almost. Especially uh, the fourth quarter. So fucking frustrating. But we lost that game. And to get to the, the main point of what I'm trying to accomplish with this whole recap situation, the the Mavs were 25% from three in this game. 47% against the Jazz, 25% against the Rockets. And we lost. We won the first game by eight. We lost this one by nine. So let's move forward. <laughs> Please. We played the Bucks. Giannis is resting his knee. Uh, KP played the back-to-back, which is what I was hoping for. Uh, I, I feel like he's been getting more and more annoyed by the fact that he's being held out of games. I hope he is. And uh, I, I, he knows it's not a good look, and I don't think he likes it. I personally don't think he likes being held out of games. He probably feels healthy. Probably feels good. He looked good. So, looked really good. So, <laughs> against the Bucks without Giannis, we looked like ourselves. This was the most Mavs game of the week because those first two were some bullshit. These are the games that you're supposed to take advantage of and win. Yeah. This is what they should have done with the Rockets. Take advantage of the opponent in front of you and win. Giannis isn't playing. Boom. Let's get out with a victory. Like you said, we did what we were supposed to do in this game. Any any overarching thoughts about that game? Uh, not really. I just, to be honest, <laughs> I wasn't expecting us to win this game. <laughs> Hence my uh, tweet about saying the word. So, you know, we're not going to get into that. Um. Yeah. Uh. I'm glad Luca. Luca doesn't really, you know, let bad games. Uh. What's the word I'm looking for? Hinder him. Carry over. Yeah. yeah carry over. So uh, I wasn't surprised that he stepped up and was himself in the next game. I was surprised at how well KP stepped up, especially mm-hmm. on the boards. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> which we needed. Uh. Dorian stepped. Everyone. Well, everyone except Jalen Brunson stepped up, but. We technically didn't need Jalen to step up. Team right. played really well. Uh, it, like you said, it was a Mavs game, even to down to um, how well we shot, or you know how decently we shot from three. Uh, we played our game. We didn't let the Bucks take us out of our game like Houston did, and it resulted in a victory because they were missing their star player. Yeah. So in this game, we shot thirty-seven percent from three. So again, forty-seven percent against the Jazz. 25% against the Rockets, 37% against the Bucks. We sound like a team that is living and dying by the three. Agreed. We shot amazingly. We beat a team we shouldn't have beat. We shot atrociously. We lost to a team we shouldn't have lost to. We shot just right. And we beat a team the way we were supposed to beat them. Okay. Three little bears. <laughs> the three little mans. <laughs> what we did this week. Um, Luca had pretty much on his averages 27, 9, and 9. Dorian Finney Smith had nine points, again, by what he averages, two for seven from three, which was pretty bad, 28%, but whatever. He had two threes. That's what I want from him. And he had 10 rebounds. So he was on the glass. KP, you already mentioned 26 and 17. They actually gave him the ball in the fourth quarter, and good things happened. Man, that's crazy to think about. Right. 
Um, Jay Rich had 14. Maxi had 12, including the logo three, which was stupid. Um, <laughs> First like time said, everything. I'm saying. The bench wasn't really great. Uh, but like you said, Brunson was cold. Everybody was talking about how consistent he was and this, that, and the third. So, he, of course, he came out and gave us one for eight. Um, Hardaway had a bad Hardaway game, four for 11. Uh, Melly and Powell actually had 14 together off the bench, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but overall, it was a Mavs game. That line on, on paper. But the white Powell looked kind of good, you know? Eight, four, two, and a, two steals and a block. I ain't hey. mad at him. But the white pile, that's all star number. I ain't mad. I ain't mad at him. <laughs> um, yeah, I was at, he was actually doing things. I, I'm proud of Dwight. He uh he looked like an NBA player. I'm night. not gonna go that far. <laughs> a lot of hate for the Nasus flopping on Luca, but that, he did exactly what he has to do against Luca. He, right. he did um his job. And uh I, I'm I like the Nasus. I enjoy his his passion for the game. Bobby Portis, OG Bobby Portis. 20 and 14. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call <laughs> After he snuffed his teammate. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's one of the guys I think we mentioned last week on our free agency list. If I'm not we mistaken. did. We did. Um, he had a good game in his audition. Middleton was ass. <laughs> yeah, he was. So we, again, we had to take advantage of that. Six for 27. That's as bad as Donovan Mitchell was the first game of the week. Um, Drew Holiday was 13. I only had 13 points, six for 16. So again, we did the job. We caused enough problems. They're off. They're, they don't look great without Giannis. They don't. Um, but again, we did the job. KP hooped. Everything was was perfect. Um, so with that said, I think you you had this topic that you wanted to touch on. The idea of trap games or the mass playing down the competition. Is there anything you wanted to add, add to expound on that? I kind of spoke on it. Right. Yeah, I kind of spoke on it during the Rockets game unintentionally. Uh, It's just that every time the Mavs lose to a team they shouldn't, I always see the excuse of a trap game on Twitter. And trap games exist. Don't get me wrong. This was not a trap game. They just lost and played like shit to a team they shouldn't have. And it's okay to say that, but we have to start accepting that fact. Stop giving excuses and calling it a trap game. Wasn't a trap game. The Mavs need to have respect for their opponents because, yes, you are more superior. And to be honest, it's questionable if we would even say the Mavs have more talent, but you're the better team. But that other team is still an NBA team with NBA players. And on any given night, they can turn up and they show that. Yep. Walk into every game like you're fighting the number one seed. That's how I feel. That's how it always should be. Right. And even to get, take it even a step further, like if we're a team that's currently the seventh seed and we feel like we're supposed to be higher or we got dealt a bad hand with COVID, we should be going into every game trying to make up that lost ground. And prove a point. And to, to not do that against an opponent that you should easily beat is upsetting. Um, now, the Jazz game helps ease some of that blow because if we lost that game like most expected us to, and then we lost the Rockets game. I can only imagine the reactions we would have on the timeline. Lord have mercy. Um, but we we took care of business against the Jazz. So again, um, it, overall, if you had said we were coming out of, out of this week two and one, most people would have been 
happy with that, considering right. who we were facing. Right. And especially what the two wins came against. Right, 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 right. So uh I I won't I, I don't want to see another Rockets game, is what Me I either. want to say. Me either. Like that needs to be the end of that for us. But I mean, you know, it probably won't be. But no. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. Um, the rest of our schedule is easy, allegedly, for the most part. I think the last 10 games are all sub-500 teams or something like that. We'll see how that goes. Or, like, teams that are in the play-in. Um, <clears throat> even the Warriors and Spurs are kind of slipping right now. But, again, we we need to go and whoop all these teams' tails. Like, we need to go into the playoffs on a high streak. And then I'll start to actually believe in this team. Yeah, right yeah. now I'm not a believer. I'm just running off faith of being a fan. But right. realistically, no, I'm not a believer. Like I'm I'm right there on the precipice. And if that Rockets game hadn't happened, I might have been over the top. I definitely would have. If we went three and zero this week, this would be a different podcast. I agree. Like I was after the Jazz game, I was completely ready to to like turn over a, a new leaf and bring back the old Mike Bivens that was a super fan and our team can do it and we we're gonna upset and shock the world but so I'm like back to, to me but. now and i even said that if we get out of the plane i will reincarnate optimus bibs in some way shape or form i haven't determined exactly what that's going to look like but oh, optimus bibs now, now i don't want us out of the plane <laughs> at all <laughs> well it's not looking good for you uh you <laughs> check the standards lately um <clears throat> And I'm not, we'll see if I determine it. we need to like secure that we're out or if we just get out. Uh, I don't want us to go back and forth. Like that's going to be weird. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about this week, uh, Luca in the foul situation. There's been a lot of conversation on different podcasts that I'm listening to about Luca not getting foul calls like he expects to, like he used to even and what people think is behind it and i'm not seeing people think saying what i'm thinking so uh what are your thoughts on the uh, the topic of luca and not getting foul calls like he used to or free throws at the very least He's, he might be getting some fouls called but they're not getting them to the line he's not the only player or superstar in the league that isn't getting foul calls <clears throat> i look i don't i'm not about to sit here I was listening to um shout out to uh Dallas what was it? The Dallas Hoops fan cast. Yeah. I yeah. believe you had Sydney on your pod. Right. Before, right. Yeah. They were uh talking about it. I was listening um to their pod. And I understood what they were saying as far as, you know, uh Sydney's co host. I can't remember his name exactly. Sorry. Right, right. I think it's a husband. Okay. Uh husband. Uh what you say his name was? Martin. Martin. Um he was mentioning how uh, you know, the refs are probably um, officiating Luca this way because of the way he complains or will complain, right? You know that shouldn't be done, right? You you can't do that. You you have to go uh, into a game as far as an officiator, completely unbiased. But I'm not gonna sit here and complain about Luca not getting calls like he's the only one in the league like that because he's not. If we're being honest. Uh, Steph Curry doesn't get his calls on his three-point shots a lot at all. He get hit. He gets hit often. 
whether we like to admit it or not, LeBron James does not get the calls he should when he's driving towards the bucket. I was about to say, LeBron is averaging 5.8 free throw attempts per game, for, which is good for 20th in the league. Uh, Luka is seven a game, which is 11th in the league. Seven a game is not bad. And why are we complaining about Luka not getting to the free throw line if we're not even sure he's going to hit the free throws? Donovan Mitchell, 5.6 a game. Man, come on, man. And it's and it's not like the re- Luka not getting to the line is the reason we're losing games. If it was part of the reason we're losing games, then I would complain. But it's not. It's bigger than that. So Jokic, 4.7. <laughs> like, see, look, these are people I know are getting hit. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm not going to cry and boohoo or care about Luca not getting to the line, especially when it's not a big outcome on whether or not we win or lose the game. There are bigger issues at hand. Agreed. Um, and here's another thing. Like, I do think that a, there's a little bit of the refs being annoyed with him. He's the boy who cried foul. Um, when you complain on every single play, they're going to take your situations less seriously. That's just the nature of how people operate. Like if you complain every single time, they're just not going to believe you. They need to see it. They need to notice it. Like if you're ah, ooh, ah throwing your arms up every single play, like there's no way you're getting hit every single play to the point where they need to call a foul one number two his herky jerkiness and the way he gets in the lane a lot of times he draws the contact himself or initiates the contact they're not giving him fouls for that and they shouldn't a lot of the time so but if he does that if you throw your shoulder into somebody's chest and then you go up and they kind of hit you a little bit also they're they're letting that go they're calling it even that's the one thing i've noticed as well right the guys that get the foul calls are guys that make a hard move, a de- decisive move, and get hit. Embiid, Giannis, Zion, Jimmy Butler. Like, they're not in there dancing and playing around. They're going hard most of the time. So, and De'Aaron Fox is another one. De'Aaron Fox is right above Luka. He's not in there dancing and pedaling because he's small so he makes one quick move goes in and gets hit if Luca was driving hard like straight line and getting hit they would call the fouls and they do when that happens it's the, when he's in when he's in there dancing and going left and right and turning back and forth and spinning and then he gets like a tap and he gets mad because he didn't get the foul you're doing too much they're not they're not going to reward you for throwing a shoulder here and an elbow there and then getting getting bumped a little bit exactly like there's an exchange that took place there. Y'all are hitting each other. And every now and then they do call those, but that's not something I personally, that it doesn't bother me when he doesn't get those little calls right there. I'm just keeping it stacked. I'm, I'm not a homer. Same. I just, I don't care about it. And if, they aren't, and if they aren't calling it, stop doing it. And stop expecting it, even more importantly. That's the issue with, that's my issue. When people, when you're driving with the in, the intention of getting a foul, that bothers me. Your intention should be to score. Right. But you know how that should go. Now, uh, people people complain about Dame being above Luca in that list. 
people must not have been watching Dame in his early years. Because he didn't get fouls called for anything. Like he would be on the ground. They made that boy earn it. He was not getting a he was not getting any type of call. He would drive, he would be doing the hard driving going in. He would get hit and bumped and pushed in the air. And they were not calling fouls for him. Why? Like you said, he they made him earn it. He gets the calls now because because he earned it. Which whether you agree with or not is, you know. That's the name of the game. Right. It's the way it's always been. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's the way it's always been. Right. So I'm not losing, I'm not shedding any tears for Luca not getting foul calls and mass fans should fucking relax. Please relax, because it's not that serious. It's like really I said, nervous. it's not the reason we lose in games. At all. And uh, if they were calling those fouls, then I'd be even more annoyed because that's all we would do. Exactly. And we'd look like Houston Rockets, James Harden. Or Trey Young. Oh, right. Lord, oh, God, let me not open up that Pandora. <laughs> I know how mass fans are with Trey Young. <laughs> and it is funny that mass fans complain about those things when it's not their guy, but when it's their guy, they want those calls. That's exactly why I mentioned that Luca isn't the only one who that happens to. And that's why I specifically mentioned LeBron. Yeah. It, for me, I, I keep the same energy. I, I didn't like when LeBron complained. I didn't like when CP3 was flopping. I didn't like when James Harden was getting to the line every two seconds. I don't want that for Luca. Play basketball. And, and people know uh, Chris Paul is my favorite player of all time, but I let everyone know I don't like the flopping that he does. Sorry. Never going to be okay with it. I like the the agitating that he does, like when Donovan Mitchell missed the free throw and he walked <laughs> up to the free throw line and gave him a pound. I love that kind of stuff, but the flopping, no. And that, and that's exactly what gamesmanship, I'm all for it. But, yeah, the flopping and trying to draw a foul, come on, man. That's not that's not entertainment. At all. Um, that's pretty much all I had to say about that issue. Uh, I did have one other thing I wanted to, to – and this is going to be even more controversial than not crying over Luka free throws. <laughs> I'm scared to do it almost. Um, there seems to be some division between KP and Luka, whether you look at it in the basketball sense, whether you look at it off the court, their personalities, their their motivations, whatever. I had a few discussions on the timeline about it, but it feels like there's a divide. And it feels like you almost have to pick a side. So are you team KP or team Luca in this scenario? Team Luca. Sorry. <laughs> I can do without KP. I'm not doing without Luca. <laughs> That's not hard for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so in that in that discussion, what does team Luca mean to you in this scenario? Like what are you team, seeing? For me, team Luca means, you know, KP needs to, I hate to put it like this, but he needs to know what his role is. He needs to know what his place is in the offense and on the team. Mm. Luca's the guy. You're not going to get the treatment and the touches that Luca gets because you're not Luca. You're KP, which is great. Be KP. <laughs> Except the role on the team. And I don't know if it's really an issue between he and Luca, or if there's an issue between him and Rick and the coaching staff and he just has resentment towards Luca because of it, and Luca can feel it. Mm. That can cause a rift as well. 
yeah something like that can really be solved with a sit-down conversation yeah um i think you hit it on the head i i think it is the issues are not like they just don't like each other there's an issue with kp not necessarily agreeing with the way the team is run and like the way the plays are drawn up and the system and all that because it doesn't really suit him at all and so of course he's going to be disappointed like hey i can do this that and the third why are we not using me in this capacity but luke is perfectly fine with the offense because it's tailored to him and if there's a little bit of annoyance between kp and luca because of that luca may be feeling some why doesn't kp just buy in and kp seeing some why doesn't why don't why doesn't luca just deviate a little bit more for me like they're not going to say anything to him <laughs> if he does there there's there's got to be a little bit of that in there and while i agree with kp set feelings like i agree with kp that they're not utilizing him the way they should necessarily and a lot of people are, oh maybe they're saving it for the playoffs for what right so you're going to have your player be annoyed all season so you can unleash him during the playoffs that makes no sense and then we're going to praise rick carlisle like he's some genius you're risking morale for something that isn't a guarantee right so, like, we get to the playoffs, and now all of a sudden we start running more actions for KP to do things that he should be doing all year. Like, oh, we didn't want the rest of the league to know we had this in our tank. Like, well, are we trying to win a secret championship? Like, what is happening? You know what that reminds me of? Like, plots in television and movies where there's a group of friends, and I don't – okay, if anyone out there has ever watched Arrow on the CW <laughs> – uh, it's about the Green Arrow. Uh, right. Oliver Queen, the character, had to lie to his friends to make them believe that he was really a part of the uh, is it the League of Shadows with Ra's al Ghul and them? I think so. Yeah. He had to lie to them and make them believe that he had really committed to doing this so his plan could work. And in the end, when he finally told his friends, hey, I was lying this whole time, they stopped trusting him. <laughs> they stopped fucking with him. And their friendship was forever tainted. This is similar to them risking the morale of Kristaps Porzingis, our second best player and highest paid player on the team, just to think, oh, but when the playoffs come, he's going to turn up. He's still not going to want to be here. <laughs> like, he's a human being. Like, this isn't 2K. This is not 2K. This is not chess. He's not a pawn. Man. And you know what makes me mad about that thought? Is that that's probably exactly what they're doing. Yep. It's probably exactly what they're doing between the resting him and... You know, a game like against the Bucks where he does get the ball. Like, that's just a, hey, this is, we know we can do this. Here you go. Have, here's a game where you can do this. And they really think it's going to work. And he's just supposed to accept that. So then what if we do or try to unleash him and he has a bad game in that first game? Now are we going to completely go away from that again? Right. And so that's the risk you take. I, I don't understand. There's so much 
I don't like about this organization from the coaching to general management. Uh, I think somebody said that uh, <clears throat> we should, like our team needs to be completely overhauled. And I agree. I think if we got a new GM, <laughs> they're, they're sending a ton of these guys out that y'all are in love with because they're not championship pieces. I agree 100%. The team needs to overhaul from the roster to the front office. Complete. The, even the, the uniform, like the rebrand the entire team, <laughs> everything needs to change. And I've said it on my YouTube before, on my YouTube channel, when I talked about what's wrong with the Dallas Mavericks. We don't need Donnie fired. He can be a scout. Right. He's very good at scouting international talent. As a general manager, no. You said, Just that, no. Like, you said that like you were disciplining a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I, I'm I'm when you, you made a good argument for Team Luca, like he is the team at the end of the day. Um I don't know if he really has a stance in this situation. I think he's just doing his job. Um, he's young, so it's hard for me to kind of be hard on him as far as like having KP's back, right? Because I don't feel like he does, um, and I can't, I, I can't expect that of him. Like I, like I said, I, I understand where KP's coming from. I understand his frustrations. I agree with him on a lot of these things. So I want to say I'm Team KP in that scenario, but at the end of the day, it's either gonna be the team adjust to fit him in better or he's gone one way or another if we don't realize he's not happy he's gonna walk when his contract is up or we're gonna trade him or he's gonna demand a trade behind the scenes um the last thing i want to touch on there people were mad about kp speaking out in the media but we're well into the season if y'all don't think he's been saying some of this stuff behind the scenes like you're insane insane He's too smart for that. He really didn't say as much as he could have. Right. <laughs> like, even then, he was, you could tell he was kind of holding back. He just said, hey, I didn't get the ball. They asked him, you didn't get the ball. He said, yeah, it's happened before. <laughs> but, so he just acknowledged, yep, it happened. And it's not the first time it happened. Absolutely. Where was the lie? There was one. I didn't hear one. Did you hear one? No, and he didn't even bring it up. They brought it to him. Exactly. He simply acknowledged it. And if he didn't answer the question, people still would have been upset. Like, oh, why can't he answer the question? What do y'all want from him? Right. Like, is he supposed to dance around it? Oh, it's okay. No, we lost the game. So, of course, he's going to, you can't just pretend it didn't happen. Exactly. And that it's not in his head that that was a factor. I just don't understand. He answered the question as well as he could in that situation. And still, shout out, shout out to KP. KP yeah. getting some love on this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I enjoy KP. A lot of the problems I have with KP sometimes with the shot selection, but again, it, do I even want to blame him when he's launching all these threes? Or is that right. him trying to fit into this bullshit offense? <sighs> <sighs> okay. Um, anything else we need to add to that, or you want to take this quick break? Let's. We need a quick break and a couple deep breaths. Let's let's take this quick break and uh you know we'll come back with the usual unsung hero and the forecast and then uh we'll let y'all go. All right, let's do that. So I know you uh 
You probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, Make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Uh, Mike Bibbins here. I'm going to pass it off to Reese for this week's Unsung Hero. Uh, thank you, Bibbs, uh, for the baton pass. Uh, this week, we have a Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero first. First time this person has gotten the Unsung Hero Award. We oui. and this week's Mavs Unsung Hero Award goes to Chris Stops Porzingis. <laughs> Sorry, hey, you know what? You know what? You missed a game and you still got the award, brother. First of all, you played in a back to back. I'm proud of you. I appreciate it. I loved it. You showed up in both games. And yes, we lost one of those games, but that was not your fault, sir. You came out and did what you were supposed to do. You played your role. Everyone else around you didn't step up. That's okay. It happens. You played in New York. I'm pretty sure you're used to that. We went up against the Bucks, team where, you know, could have easily been a game where we could have walked out with a loss if someone like KP didn't show up. And not only did KP show up, he showed up and showed out with 26 points and 17 rebounds. Mm. Shout out to the Unicorn. Shout out to poor Zingard. First time ever, Mavs Outsiders, Unsung Hero of the Week. Kudos to you, sir. Beautiful. Kudos to you. Now, uh, I'm going to pass it off to Brother Bibbs with the weekly forecast that we all love so much, Bibbs. Thank you, Reese. Uh, beautiful unsung hero this week, someone who deserves the love. Uh, but speaking of not deserving love, it's the San Antonio Spurs coming in on Sunday 
they're kind of falling off. I believe they're two and eight in their last 10. They've uh, slipped to number nine, I believe, in the standings. Uh, we do want DeRozan, so of course we want the best for him. But uh, if the Spurs continue to suck, that's good for us. Uh, will we rest someone? Because it is the first game of a back-to-back. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but definitely should come out against those Spurs and look to have a complete opposite game of what we did against the Rockets. Let's send a message that you're not worthy. Uh, moving forward, I mentioned it was a back-to-back. On Monday, we played the 76ers. Um, Embiid, Ben Simmons tends to shut down Luka. It'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, again, back-to-back, will they allow KP to play both games? Will they rest them against the Spurs? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, it sucks because when you have to think about those things, it's hard to really get a feeling for what to expect from your team. Uh, but whatever. We're playing the 76ers. They're allegedly a better team than us. Uh, I would love to see us full strength against them to kind of see where we're at as a team. But we'll see. Moving forward in the week, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies. And while we're eyeing that six seed, the Memphis Grizzlies are kind of on our ass. Uh, they're climbing up our cheeks uh, like... <laughs> <clears throat> they're climbing up our cheeks like a tight thong. And uh, we, we really just need to, to pay attention to them because if they beat us, they're a game, game and a half or so behind us. So while we look to creep up the standings, they're looking to creep yeah, right along with us. Uh, finally, to close out the week, we're going to be playing the New York Knickerbockers again. We know that they're not happy with the way things went in that first game. And despite closing it out late, with Jamal Mosley at the helm. Uh, that was a pretty close game most of the game uh, with Julius Randle having a pretty terrible game. So, again, he's going to be looking to send a message. He's probably realized that Maxi is not to be trifled with, and he'll probably adjust his game. Uh, he's had a couple of huge games since then. So we'll look for uh, the Knicks to try to bounce back and send a message. Overall, it's uh, going to be a pretty busy week a good slate of games to kind of see where we're at and see how serious this team is. Uh, The Knicks and Grizzlies, both borderline playoff type teams should send a message against them. The Spurs have fallen off. We should destroy them. And then the 76ers is a good measuring stick. Uh, I'm very excited for this week's slate of games. And with that said, I'll send it back to you, Reese. (laughs) Hey man, I'm still laughing at (laughs) Creep. Thank you for that. Thank you for that forecast, Bibbs. Uh, you never cease to entertain us. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this week's games. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we swept them. Mm. If we swept this week, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, maybe that's putting way too much faith in the Mavericks, which, you know, <laughs> tend to do sometimes. But I'm trying to be optimistic. Uh, too much negativity going on in this episode. Uh, so the only game I'm really worried about is, uh, the Sixers. Other than that, let's just get in and get out. Uh, yeah, let's let's play how we played against the jazz. Excuse me. Let's play how we played against the bucks and, uh, see what happens. Cause I really want to get out of the play in, even if that means getting Optimus bibs back, but, uh, yeah, I'll kick it to you to close it out. All right. So yeah, like, Again, like you said, wouldn't be super surprised. We'll have to see what the team does as far as resting people on the back-to-back. Um, but, yeah, uh, three and one would be my goal this week. Um, I could see it going better. I could see it going worse. But uh, we'll, we'll find out as we go along and we'll react next week. 
but yeah, I don't think we want to drag this out too much longer. So if you didn't have anything else to add, we'll be back next week. Uh, enjoy your trip. I uh, will. And uh, anyone listening to this, subscribe to Mind the Reese on YouTube. I'm, uh, getting some, uh, getting some, 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 some videos out. I got a video up about uh, what's wrong with the Dallas Mavericks. I put a video out about what I believe a defensive anchor is in the NBA. So uh, check those out. Subscribe, like, you know, all the shit they say. And uh, I'll let y'all next week. All right, peace. I'm not going to say outsiders assemble this time. recording this anyway damn you slipping yeah i messed up i thought i had hit it but i think i got distracted with something else they already oh. got me for 400 as soon as i walked in this bitch what you mean i had to pay incidental then you get it back yeah you get it back when you leave hundred dollars right, right. a night yeah yeah that's, which is that's... i mean you know which is probably a blessing because i was probably gonna blow that thing or something i ain't need but still you play any games yet not yet uh today gonna be the first day i really get into something because i got here last night it was like, uh, what time was it when I got here? When I got into the hotel last night, it was like 8 o'clock, which okay. was like 11 o'clock back home. Gotcha. So you were tired. I'm tired, and I'm yeah. hungry, and the flight was four fucking hours. Oh, I said that's a long-ass plane ride, too. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> they was like, what you trying to do, eat and chill, or you trying to get into something tonight? And I was like, nah, I'm going to just, I'm going to eat, I'm going to chill, and I'm going to call it a night. Uh-uh. I got some Subway last night, okay. uh, came back to the hotel, and what did I do? I was on a, uh, a group FaceTime call with some homies, gotcha. uh, playing a c- couple basketball games. It was fun, actually, like some trivia. It was wow. fun. Uh, speaking of trivia, uh, damn, I'm segueing real life now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> uh, yeah, I was watching that uh, that trivia schmodown thing that I told you about. I, I think I got the alert because I, I did subscribe to him when you sent the link the other day. Okay. I, need to, I need to check it out though. I need to check it out. Um, what's I about to say? Shit! Damn, you have reminded me of something. I was oh, uh, they they got machines in the uh, in the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. I thought you would at least hit one out just to, to get a feel for get your feet wet. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna have to, you know, I ain't trying to gamble too much, but I gotta, you know, I think a little bit. They got machines in the airport. That's why I said you should like as soon as I got to the airport, I was like, oh, let me do a quarter slot just to do it. Um, but I was waiting on my ride, my Uber, so I have I had a little while. Um, but yeah, the um I think the only game I really played was roulette. Like that's the simplest game. I ain't had to think too hard. Roulette, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna start off small. I ain't about to play blackjack. Shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, you go to the blackjack table, they they will kill you straight. Like, take all your money on one hand. Like, damn, I don't even know how I play it. You don't know how to play blackjack? Mm-mm. Like, not competitively like that, or just not at all. Never played it before. Oh yeah, you definitely don't, don't want to go to no team. Mm-mm. Hell no. 
Oh man, I don't gamble. Yeah, roulette is easy. I was looking to do was like the sports betting, like the sports books. Yeah, that's like I said, New York Hotel. That's that's where that's at. That's it's it's lit. It's it's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, let's get into this this Mavs bullshit. Um, unfortunately, (laughs) (laughs) don't bet on them. Uh, how do I want to start this? Back to the topic. Oh, I forgot it. No, I'm scared. I'm, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Welcome back yet again to the... I forgot what the fuck. See? Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I, I got folks. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bivens. Here with your your co-host, the with the most... All right, I'm keep deleting all this shit. Let me start the fuck over <laughs> Oh man. All right. Let me I'm gonna just look at these notes and not look at this other shit around me. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 